Hi, guys. Welcome back to the gripe. This is Allison. This is Kai. And we're back, guys. I'm wondering how that every other week is working out for y'all. I'm curious. It's, I mean, it's working out for me. I'm into it's it. It's working out <laughs> for me. I guess if it's working out for us, that's really all that counts. That's all that matters. <laughs> I mean, we love all you listeners, but we love we ourselves, ourselves first. <laughs> <laughs> me first. Um, oh, man. that is. This is such a perfect kind of kickoff to what this podcast is about. Because I'm just going to set this right here, and then uh-huh. we can talk about our pre-pre first. Okay. But I just feel like, Everyone has selfish intentions. That's all I'm going to say. Selfish intentions. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's, that's, that's all like I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> People are just always looking out for number one. For number one. Number, numero yep. uno. And we can just, dis- we can mm-hmm. discuss that a little bit further as we get deeper into the pod, but, uh, that's it. How are you, buddy? I love it. I'm good. Um, yeah, I was sort of in a, a tizzy this morning because I woke up and some people, um, my buddies, were talking about the Billboard Music Awards that aired last night uh-huh. um, because they know that I love me some some Paula Abdul and she performed last night. <laughs> Quote, unquote, performed. I guess she danced and lip synced. Um, I watched it and... You know, Paula was my first uh, concert. Remember, we talked about this before. I yes, idolized yes, yes. her. She was like a great dancer. She like, you know, got put on the map with some Janet Jackson choreography with Nasty, all that stuff. So last night she did like sort of a tribute um, of her songs, like a little medley. And uh, like, I am so... I know Paula so well that, you know, I don't know how many years, like, like this is like in the eighties, late eighties when she came out. Right. And like, I was disappointed because she recycles the same choreography that she has forever. But it's and like, last, why, why mess it up if it's good? But it's, you know it's saying? not like it's like, but it's not iconic. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's whatever. It's, it's not like, it's recycled. Like she'll take the choreography from one song and put it into another one. I'm like, no, if you're going to keep it in the same song, I get it. But she, what she does all the time is just like refurbishes it and puts it in another song. And I'm not into that. It's just the same thing over and over again. Like her lip syncing was even auto-tuned. Like you could tell that she didn't even try to make it sound like uh, she was singing. <laughs> and I was like, this is so ridiculous. Um, but one of the best parts that happened in her performance was at the beginning at the, of, of, you know, her, uh, performance is that she had a hat on. And at one point she threw it and it hit Julia. What is Julia? How? Oh, Huff. Huff. Huff that's her name. Yeah. Julianne yeah. Huff. It hit her in the neck. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> and everyone's face was like, oh my God. Like it was, it was basically like, uh, an assault captured on national television. It was really funny. That is <laughs> really funny. So 
here's a couple things. Were they doing like an homage or a tribute to Paula? Is that why she was so, on? Well, it, I think it's they not were like just, she's super relevant these days. Sorry, she's Kai. really not. No, 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 no. I agree with you. Um, I don't get why she's getting a glow up right now. Um, but I think that she opened the show. I could be wrong about that, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Something happened and they were like, let's give Paula some props. And so they gave her like a good five, six minute, um, you know, time slot to do her, her medley of songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was that performance, which I give like a C plus. And then Madonna performed as well. Um, did you hear about this at all? Uh-uh. I'm out of it. So apparently she, well, someone, I mean, people are saying that she planned this story with TMZ, that it was the most expensive billboard performance, costing $5 million for a performance. No, that is stupid. That's so, just poor judgment. Like, seriously. It's poor judgment. And it's like, really? You have $5 million. You can't think of anything better to do with $5 million. Well, just, <laughs> that's when that's when somebody has their head stuck so far up their ass that they don't even understand that that amount of money is exorbitant. Right. Because, I mean, I feel like especially in today's like day and age of wokeness, that that mm-hmm. just seems ridiculous for like a 10 minute show <laughs> exactly that makes me angry it wasn't even 10 minutes it was probably um a million dollars per minute so it was, I was, it was five minutes <laughs> i was trying to give her the benefit of a doubt of half a million dollars per minute <laughs> totally <laughs> so she had the song i was kind of into the song at first but it just didn't go anywhere okay so the concept basically the sort of you know, gag about this was that she's singing live, she's performing live, she's got an eye patch on, whatever. And then there's four other Madonnas that appear in the performance as holograms. So they start dancing with her, they start like walking around the stage, et cetera, et cetera. And um, that's what costs $5 million. I hear birds chirping. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sitting outside. <laughs> um. So yeah, so it was. A, but was it worth it? The performance these was holograms. It was anemic. It was not great. Anemic. That's a very descriptive word. <laughs> it, that's exactly what it was. It was just a snooze fest. So. Oh um, man. Well, uh, sorry, people that are, you know, living with lead in your water, i.e. Flint, Michigan. Oh, okay. uh, Madonna, no, <laughs> Madonna, Madonna had her had to have her holograms, y'all. Yeah. I mean, she couldn't. This world is fucked up. She couldn't, you know, not be on stage with four other versions of herself. That needed to happen, apparently. This is a, yeah, this is a weird world we're living in. <laughs> um, well, I have a mini gripe. What's up? <laughs> it's not related to the Billboard Music Awards. Okay. So did you have anything else? No, I mean, no, no well, not about the Billboard. Just, in, yeah, in terms of that. Nope. The mini gripe is um, when people are looking to do something nice for someone, mm-hmm. right? 
let's say they're like, uh, this just really got under my skin yesterday. This is fresh. So let's say someone's like, oh, I want to get a going away present for such and such. Um, but I don't know. And I want to get them a gift certificate somewhere, but I'm not, I'm not really sure where to get them a gift certificate. So I'm going to reach out to somebody and ask, like, where should I get this person mm-hmm. a gift certificate to? So that happened to me where yesterday. Where someone asked you and about a gift certificate? Okay. Yeah. And they're like, and right. I don't even know this person, you know? It's just like, um, where's a good place that I could get a gift certificate for this person in Charleston, South Carolina and her family and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I don't feel like thinking about it to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> cause now, like, honestly, that's honestly how I felt. I was like, okay, this is your job. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to get a gift certificate for your aunt in Charleston with her husband and her nephews and what's a good place for all of them to go. I don't fucking live there. And the place, (laughs) so now you're like, and the real problem with this is I felt like she was putting the burden of of work on me. It's like, this is your responsibility. And so I'm like, so now exactly. I'm like, so now you've made your problem, my problem. When what you're going to do is all you're going to do the same thing I'm going to do is look up, you're going to Google restaurants and then you're going to look at their reviews and then you're going to see exactly. where the fuck to go. <laughs> I think it would, so it would be, I ignored the request. They're like, Hey Allison, I know that you're like a little fashionista and I think that you might have some like fashion connections in Charleston. What's a cute boutique that you can like suggest? Right? Yeah, easy. I exactly. Can it's that more. It's more specific. It's not like here. Do the work for me. So I ignored <laughs> the request for a really long time. <laughs> uh, too long. Didn't read. And then um, I was just like, uh, "You need to Google it." That's like that's a specific. I was like, you need to Google it. That's a very specific request. And I don't want to, I don't know how much you want to spend and like do some, do some work or else just go basic. I don't know how much you want to spend and hello, don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Get your auntie, get get your, anyways, I was, I was so annoyed. So guys, that's the thing. Like it, if you, if it was like, Allison, where should we go out mm-hmm. to eat in Edmonds? I got you. I got like, you. Done. Like, because I've, yeah, I got you. But like, if uh, across the country, <laughs> come on, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> because like when I'm in Charleston, it's normally without my child. I'm normally with my best like girlfriends and we're going out. Like we're trying mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. hip. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to have a nice cocktail in a glass, not a paper well, cup. Well, if I can make a suggestion, <laughs> um, if you're willing to like be open-minded about this, um, if you're looking, I'm talking to you, you and to me? our listeners. <laughs> if you are trying to get someone a gift certificate 
you might consider Burger, Burger King. Burger King <laughs> is currently doing the most right now. Okay, let me tell you why this is even a topic of conversation. So I get a text from my brother, and it said, oh my God, oh my God, Burger, I'm here. Can you hear Are you me? there? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I can. Um, Sorry, guys. Burger King <laughs> is introducing the Impossible Burger into their Whoppers across the country. And I was like, I'm so confused by this. Like, why would Burger King do this vegetarian burger thing, right? And so I asked my brother, because he loves a burger. But when I asked him, he was like, basically, yep. you know, eating meat is bad. And if they can reduce the amount of that, that eat meat by, in, in, you know, having this impossible burger as an option, that's a good thing. And I was like, okay, that means that someone has to be open-minded enough if they're going to Burger King to try this impossible burger. Got it. Whatever. That's fine. So then um, I think because of that conversation, Siri knew that we're talking about Burger King. And so I get... <laughs> so in oh, my Jesus news Christ. feed, <laughs> I see that they're, like, Burger King is releasing what they're calling unhappy meals. So instead of a happy meal, they're going to have the pissed meal, the blue meal, salty <laughs> meal, yes meal, and then don't give a fuck. Don't give a yes. fuck meal. And this is because... Are they like doing the D-G-A-F? Are they doing the initials? And it turns out that they okay. are doing this uh, for mental health awareness month because because oh good for them no one's happy all the time <laughs> that's what they're talking about and it's really interesting because like it's true they um have this commercial out um and it's a very touching commercial i gotta say and you wouldn't know that it's about burger king until the very end because it's just a what's that i did, did you tear I up a little of a clamp i did did you tear up it's a little really, bit? really cute um, so check out that, um, that commercial. If y'all go to like YouTube, I'm sure check out unhappy, unhappy meals. And, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. So you've got Burger King that wants to embrace the emotional spectrum of us human beings and also, uh, bringing in that impossible burger, which I think is an odd choice, but more power to you if you want to give it a try. I mean, they're really, uh, they really decide to go for it, all of it Uh, at once. (laughs) They're not like, they're like 2019 goals. Let's do it all in May. Go balls to the wall. We're doing it. (laughs) So speaking of uh, mental health awareness, um, I was having a little bit of a moment the other day in terms Mm -hmm. of the social meets. Because we're just living in this really weird time, I feel like, where everything you put on social media, if it's all happy all the time, then it's viewed as it staged, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, nobody's that happy all the time. But then, if you put some real shit out there, like you're having a sad moment, or mm-hmm. you're in the hospital, mm-hmm. 
you do a hospital sick selfie or whatever, whatever, then that's viewed mm. as being like dramatic or emotional. And, you know, I am not being a hypocrite because I fully do not support right. a hospital sick selfie. We've talked about this. Um, and so I'm just like, I'm here, you know, on vacation again. And I was like, why do I want to post something about being on vacay? What are people going to think about it? Um, should I just get off Instagram <laughs> altogether? It's like, why do I have to, you know what I mean? I was like, why do I have to, um, why do I have to put out there for the world what I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I should just try to do something just for me okay. and not post it out there. Right. Right. But then I'm like, but I also enjoy seeing other people's pictures and I don't really want to get off Instagram because like, I do enjoy seeing like what everybody is up to. So I posted this long ramble about how I was feeling. And, uh, in the end, it turns out that moment for me went viral. Not really. Cause nobody shared it, but it got hella comments and it was just like, no, we enjoy seeing your shit. Keep posting. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I will. But I don't know. I just was, I was feeling a little bit psychotic about it. Like, why do I feel the need to post this shit? Then I'm also like, why do I care what other people think? Cause there was a little bit in it for me that was like, Oh God, they're going to be like, Allison's gone somewhere else again. And what does she do? You know, I was making right. a lot of it about me and my insecurities. You were projecting <laughs> probably, which we do. Imagining what someone else yes, was thinking and then a lot. moving into that a little bit. <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of it. You feel, you feel good about it though? But so that's my mental health awareness. Yeah. I mean, my, one of my biggest insecurities is that, and it's something that I just need to get over, um, is that people think that I like mm. ride Aaron's coattails, you know? And, uh, and yeah, and that's, I've been working with him now for three and a half years. So you think that I would have gotten over it by now, but I still haven't. I'm wondering if those insecurities Well, I mean, if you away. are going to become like an Edmonds housewife, like Orange County housewives, then you got to get over that. Like you have to embrace <laughs> riding on a man's coattails if you want to. I'm so, I'm just saying. It's true, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You always bring the wisdom right when I need to hear it. <laughs> um, I bet, you know, I always have the good advice. Anywho. I? I always. You always, the good even when I don't ask for it. <laughs> We're talking about. So, what are we talking about um, today, Boo? The worst advice people ever gave us or that we heard someplace. <laughs> Um, so this is why I kind of started off the, the pod with, I think that people are purely selfish and have selfish intentions because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unsolicited advice, right? So like with my, right. with my face drama, right? Where I'm like, oh, my face is breaking out and it's like still kind of breaking out right now. It's not like as bad as it has been, but it's a little dry and rashy, but and like, when I bring it up, I'm hesitant to now bring it up anymore 
because people just automatically start mm. pelleting me with advice. Right. Even when I don't ask for it. And so my question is for you, this is an actual question, Kai, and for you guys, our listeners, like when people are giving unsolicited advice, do they genuinely want to help the other person or do they want to sound smart and like they have something I definitely to think, offer to you? I think the world? both of those things question. What do you apply, think? but I also think that a lot of the times people offer advice just as a reaction. They're so used to doing it that they don't, I don't think that they know that they're doing it. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's part of, that's like a, a thing. Cause I noticed like I have one friend in particular that it doesn't matter what's going on. If you're complaining about something or if another friend is complaining about something, she will always be like, this is what you need to do. And like, you know, she never takes her own advice about stuff. So it's not like I, you know, <laughs> value that information that's unsolicited. I, it does, it kind of rolls off my back. Um, but there are times when I need like some real, like, this is what's going on. What should I do? And she comes through in those moments when I really am looking for stuff. But I think uh, it's a lot of the times it's a knee jerk reaction that they think that, that you want, um, help and advice when you actually don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm the type of person that 99% of the time, I don't want to hear what <laughs> anybody is saying to me. <laughs> so like a question though, like, are you, uh, okay, it's so, let's use I your just, face an example. <laughs> is it something that people are noticing or are you okay. saying stuff about it? Got it. So it's you're just I'm saying stuff, stuff about it. to say stuff. You're not necessarily wanting advice or what do you think I should do? Yeah. Well, it's only when it's like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really, really bad, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my skin flared up again, right? And I'll bring it up. Let's say at uh -huh. work when, we, when yeah. we're talking about our feelings on Monday morning. I'll be like, oh my. <laughs> when we're, I'll be like, oh my skin flared up again, and you know, automatically everybody will be like, did you use a new face cream? Um, did you eat something weird? Uh, uh -huh. did you get a new detergent? <laughs> You're like, you know? um, oh, I've never exhausted like, any of those questions are, before. Thank you for shining that light. <laughs> exactly. Like, do you, <laughs> you obviously correct. don't think very highly of me. <laughs> you don't think very highly of me, do you, bitches? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> But, and so I think, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. They're just kind of filling the void, right. you know? Now, with Erin, with my spouse, I've noticed this among mm -hmm. men. And I've, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, they just Correct. want to fix yes. the situation, right? They, and so there'll be times, and now, you know, we've been together long enough that I can just be like, I don't talking. want a solution. Yes. I just want you to listen to me lament. Legit. <laughs> just yeah. let me lament. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Like, all I want to do is whine and complain. I don't need you to fix it. Because for some reason... No, I get it. I think that's, that's really when annoying. That's where this whole mansplaining thing came from. 
You know, that I think that a lot of times men feel like yeah, when there's a yeah. problem, they need to fix it instead of just being there. <laughs> What's just like vanilla ice. If there's a problem, <laughs> yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. I love it. <laughs> Who doesn't love a vanilla ice reference? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we found the name of the pod. If there's a problem, yo, I'll solve I love it. it. Love it. <laughs> um, and you know what? And honestly, whenever I tell him, like, I just want you to listen. I don't want you to to like give me advice. That annoys yeah, why does it annoy him? So it's like it's he wants to feel useful because. He want he likes to mansplain. He a man, ain't he? He likes to explain. If there's a man, he's explaining. Exactly. That's funny. Um, um, sure. Yeah, kick it off. Uh, so for- my first right. Okay, do you remember that phone company called Quest? Quest Communications. Yeah, right. Quest so- Communications. Back when I got my first cell phone, I would say this was in the um, late 90s, right? Mid to late 90s. Um, uh-huh. I used Quest and I never had a problem with them. It was great, whatever. I was on my little Nokia flip phone, you know, punching in, you know, three number ones to get the letter C, you know, all that shit. <laughs> Took forever to. To text, you know, anything. Totes. So I moved to San Francisco and was there for a dance gig for several months. And at one point, my phone got stolen. And, um, you know, it got stolen. I didn't think anything of it. I was an incredibly irresponsible millennial back then. (laughs) It's like 23 years old. And I did not Mm -hmm. cancel my phone. I didn't turn it off. Um, and like, I would say it was on for a good couple weeks. Right. So I get my phone bill and I think there was like a charge of like $2,000 on there. And like, what is going on? Holy shit. So, you know, I figured out that whoever stole my phone was using it. And, um, So I called Quest and said, hey, my phone was stolen. Um, These charges should not be on there. Help me out. So they looked at my situation. And long story short, they said I owed the bill. Okay. So I'm living in Los Angeles at this time when they made that decision. I just moved there. And I was super sad. I was like, no, this is not right. Da, da, da. Should I fight this? You know, I'm asking my friend, my former friend at the time, uh, what I should do. And he said, just pay the bill. You don't want this cloud hanging over you. And so I reluctantly forked over the money, but I was so like miserable. I, yeah, I was stupid. Two G's? I, was mis- I was so annoyed. First of all, when you were 23, <laughs> how did you even Mine- have $2,000? When I was 23, I don't even think I made $2,000 a month. <laughs> um, so, you know, life went on, whatever. 
next month, I think we were going out, whatever, or he asked if we, if I want to go out. And I said, I can't, I'm broke. And he's like, why are you so broke? And I said, well, because I paid that, that phone bill off. And he's like, why did you do that? I was like, what do you mean? I can't, I wouldn't have paid the bill. I would have fought it. And I was like, no, you told me to pay the bill. What? And I did, because I was not like my own person. I was always looking for, you know, what should I do from other people? And so he gave me that bad advice, and I took it. And then he denied ever giving me that fucking advice. <laughs> so that was a, a terrible, terrible moment for me, where it's like, I can't listen to anyone. I just have to trust my own self next time. And uh, I should have fought the bill, but I didn't. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, you should have listened to those. Like your gut instinct, exactly, never exactly, lead you astray. So that sucked. I'm over here <laughs> slapping my legs. Can you hear that? Why are you slapping your legs? Because <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> your gut instinct. So yeah, quests has been dead to me ever since then. Are they even around? I think Quest might be dead. I think Quest might be dead. Um, so when I was growing up, back in the day, my youth living it out in South Carolina, we I was uh, involved in like our youth group at church. And I don't know if they have those like out here in the unchurched region of the How world. Dare you, the Northwest. <laughs> Somebody said that to me. Side note, one of my friends from the South uh, said that to me. I oh heard God. the Pacific Northwest so is unchurched. I'm like, yeah, nobody go to church out here, Kenny. Like, it's literally the last, the last thought on anyone's <laughs> mind is church on a Sunday morning. Um, anyway, so I was super involved in a middle school youth group. And when you got to a certain age, let's say sixth grade, seventh grade, they started doing these mm-hmm. ski trips. And um, it was, you know, a weekend away from your parents. You rode on a bus, like, and everybody went, even people that didn't go to the mm. church that we went to. Like, you can invite your friends. It was super fun. So I was super excited about that. And now I had no idea how to ski. Um, and I took okay. lessons and did all that, right? So... My like second or third year, maybe I was in like seventh or eighth grade. So I knew how to ski by this point, but I wasn't what you would call okay. an advanced skier. And um, so I don't have my own skis, right? Because like, why would a middle schooler in <laughs> okay. South Carolina have their own skis? So I had to like, right? I had to stand in the rental line and you fill out this form where it says beginner, intermediate, advanced. And so I checked intermediate and then you have to put on, you know, your height and weight. And I am a tall woman. I was as tall in middle school as I am mm-hmm. now. So I'm like five, eight, five, nine. And they automatically just give me these skis that are super, super, super long. Now for anybody that listens to the pod and goes skiing, you'll know that the longer the ski, okay. the faster you go. They're more, Yeah. So they gave me these skis that were probably for like an advanced skier. And I'm wondering now if they had just like (laughs) run out of skis because they had all of these middle school kids coming in trying to get skis. And uh, they were way too long for me. And I took 
their advice and I took them out on the mountain, started skiing, and I fell on a patch of ice so hard I ended up fracturing my wrist because they, they were going way too fast. skis. <laughs> they were. I fell, I busted Ouch. my ass, and I like put my uh, left hand down, you know, to, mm-hmm. to block the fall. And I ended up having to go to the emergency room and getting uh, a little splinter. I didn't like break it, break it enough to get a cast, but I had to wear like a little wrist brace because it's enough to get you some attention. Enough to get you some attention. One wills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to be like carted down the mountain in uh, one of those like ski patrol things. <laughs> it was very, it was very extra. Exactly. And I, you I know, love I enjoy that. It's so attention. funny. But yeah, somebody's bad advice. So, because I have a ski story too, actually. Um, because, yeah, so. What? I've skied, you guys, one time in my life. It was an epic day. I'll never forget oh, it. Oh, I wish and I'll I never had do been it again. There. Okay, so this is what happened. So, um, Athen Elks, <laughs> I think that's what it's called in Minnesota. We went there. It was like, Big old family affair of like cousins and aunts and uncles. Um, I was very interested in having hot chocolate in the chalet, but instead they, exactly, they made me That's go out there are. and, you know, I spent some time getting lessons on the little bunny hill, really cute, whatever. And, you know, one of my cousins saw me and was like, you are good enough. Let's take this, this ski lift up to the whatever mountain it was, right? And so I was like, yeah, I'm good enough. So get on the ski lift. And they're, okay, so we're approaching just, uh, it's flat. We're, we're going on, on the little flat plane, whatever. And then all of a sudden it breaks into this down sloping hill. And I panic. I'm like, there's no way I can do this. I was up there for like two hours because I was so scared. <laughs> because my cousin said, you're ready to do this. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I was like, but what if, and there's like, you know how they have those, those orange nets to be like, don't come over here. I was like, what if, though I can't control yep. myself and I, and I go over there by the nets? He's like, well, then you die. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, so eventually I was like, I can't stay up on this hill forever. Let me just go down. And so, I mean, it took like all of 20 seconds to get down the hill. Uh, and I wiped out at the bottom, but I didn't die. But thank you to my cousin for tricking me into going on a hill. <laughs> no. So it's you've never a gone very expensive ski. sport. It's Again. cold. It's wet. No, I'm good. I'm good in the chalet. Yeah, like when you actually think about what you're doing, <laughs> it's insane. Like it's insanity. <laughs> Strapping <laughs> sticks on your feet and going down the mountain. That's some white. That's a white people hobby. You know what I mean? <laughs> the most. It's like white people doing the most. Uh. <laughs> um. So when I first met Aaron, we were 24. And, um, like I mentioned a moment ago, like while you had $2,000 to pay off phone bills left and right, I, I'm pretty sure that my monthly salary was like 12 or $1,300 a month. Like that's what I netted every month. 
And um, so, you know, funds were tight back mm-hmm. in those, the early aughts. And um, so I had yeah, to uh-huh. get my oil changed. And I had a, I had a German, a, a German car. And no, I, I had I a, uh, a, another German car. And, <laughs> and I was like, I have to get my oil changed and it's going to be like, you know, 50 bucks or something. And I don't want to spend that much money on it. And uh-huh. Aaron was like, we had just met. And Aaron was no, like, <laughs> I can change your oil for you. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? Wow. You are such a manly man. You can change my oil. He's like, yes, Allison, you should never be paying somebody to change your oil. I can change your oil for you. That is so not even a thing. And I was like, wow, I have really stumbled onto something good here. So of course I let him change my oil. However, like he had been changing oils on Hondas and uh-huh. on Fords. He had never changed an oil on a, an oil. You see how versed <laughs> I am in changing oil. He had never changed oil on this particular type of vehicle. And he fucked <laughs> it Not up in a good way. royally. <laughs> nope. And so I don't know what he did, but he messed it up so bad. I ended up having to take it to the shop and I think uh-huh. it cost like $500 to fix of which I had to ask my parents for money because I didn't have it. And <laughs> I didn't tell them what Aaron had done. <laughs> so in the end, like him trying to like be my knight in shining armor, mm. just it just didn't work, <laughs> and it was terrible advice. Do not let your young future husband. Do not let your young beau try to no. change. He was just trying to impress you, and you're like, no, there's other things that you can do. And to he try must to don't change my oil. <laughs> Don't change my oil. It was like he, I think he like put the oil in the wrong place. So then my car didn't have any oil. And then like things were just not he put happening it in, in the, a good in the way. Shield wiper fluid. And, uh... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> he and I were actually talking about, he and I were talking about this podcast and I was like, help me remember <laughs> that you gave bad me advice I've got. And then I was like, oh yeah, I re- yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember one when you, when you uh, tried to change my oil. He's like, I don't remember that ever happening. <laughs> exactly, like, yo, friend. Um, okay, so my next one uh, was uh, just previous to my moving to San Francisco, I uh, was in college um, and was in the dance department that my dance was my major. And I remember having to do like this consultation thing with my, what do they call the head person in your, in the department, but in the department itself. The dean. Anyways, it was like, she's like the head of the dance. I thought it was the dean. That's what it is. Um, so I had to meet with her. Her name was Maria. Um, and she was, like not a real woman fuzzy person. Um, so it, we had to do like some career assessment thing. Like she wanted to make sure that I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, and so we sat down and she's like, so you can have a career in dance, but you'll probably make about $200 a week. When you're not working, you can collect unemployment 
and you might get paid for shows, but it's not that much money. Are you still interested in pursuing this program? And I was like, uh, it sounds terrible, but yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so I mean, she really was not <laughs> trying to sell me on having a career in dance. I think she wanted me to like, you know, stay with my major, but not pursue it as a career. Um, so there was that aspect of her, but then there was another part that, you know, that was her being nice to someone. Like she wanted me to stay in it, but there were some people where, um, she would tell them, this is not for you. You need to stop dancing. You'll, you will not have a career. Um, so you should try to find something else now. And so it was very harsh, right? And so I don't know. It was just this thing that, that made me feel like I don't care who you are. Like, don't ever let anyone tell you not to do something that you're passionate about. Even if like, you know, I being in the, in the yoga world now, if you come up to me and I tell you, like, you should stop being a yoga teacher. Don't do it. You have nothing to offer. Don't listen to me. Like, follow your own guts, follow your own instincts <laughs> and do you, you know, I just felt so sad for the people that, that she crushed because she told them, this is not for you. You should stop immediately. Terrible advice. I, I well, tell me, kind of disagree with you because, because what if they're terrible mm-hmm. dancers and she knows mm-hmm. that they're not going to get hired by anybody? Like, it's kind of like, uh, Mm-hmm. You know, American Idol with Simon. He's but, like, no, you suck. Get out of here. Like, so don't you think she's doing podcast, them a solid? All roads lead to Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul was rejected time and time again because she was short, right? And they told her that she should stop dancing. And she never mm-hmm. did. And look, she performed at the Billboard Music Awards how many decades later? Dreams do come <laughs> true, you guys. <laughs> this is a hard one because it's like i think i'm such a dreamer that i'm like no follow your dreams whereas like you know other people are more pragmatic yes exactly i'm more of a fact and i don't think it's wrong (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know there's got to be something like i think everyone deserves their fairy tale ending (laughs) Well, yeah, sure, but there has to be some like some plot points to get you there. <laughs> some facts, some real news to back up your claims. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have. The, it'd be like if all of a sudden I was like, "Hi, it has always been my dream to to sing a song, and you know, to become a singer." And I have zero talent in that department. You would be like, "Okay, Allison, go." I'd be like, "No," you'd be like, "No, no." I would be like, "Do you know Dan Kolziak's manager and producers?" Because if so, (laughs) you can do it. I believe in you. Because if she can do it, anyone can do it. Okay. Well. All right. Well, now all roads lead to Real Housewives of Edmonds on this podcast because I'd have to get cast for that first. I guess so. This is up to debate still. We're still arguing about dreamers versus pragmatic people. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
I think. Oh, great. Let's just drag Aaron a little <laughs> bit more. Um, <laughs> well, a couple, three or four or five years ago, I was like mm-hmm. kind of angry at a friend because they had shared some news of mine that was personal to me and it wasn't meant to be shared. I think yeah. I talked about this on this podcast before. Um, and you guys know that I am a very, here I go slapping my leg again. I'm a very private person. And if I share something with you, that is between me and you. And now I have had, you know, I've been able to find like a group of friends that I know when I tell them something that's personal to me, that right. it's going yeah. in the vault, right? And it's oh, not on Facebook or Instagram. to share. Anyways, <laughs> she took it a... <laughs> Right. Right. She at Twitter, um, she took it to upon herself to like share this news. And I can't really explain how personal it was. It was just something that you would not want just any old loosey goosey on the street knowing about you. And that person ended up coming up and bringing it up to me in a roundabout way. And as Right. Not my friend, the person that she shared it with and tried to bring it up to me in a casual conversation about how something similar had happened to her. And I was just pissed. I was so angry. I was like, and I, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't acknowledge that this had happened to me. Right. Because you it just wasn't made an awkward purpose. eye contact. So I go home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Okay. That happened to you. I'm sorry. That sucks. Um, went home and I shared it with Aaron and my tendency in this kind of a situation is Mm -hmm. that person screwed me. I'm done. You know, I share something private with that person and I'm done. And Aaron was like, no, Allison, you know, you really need to, uh, just, just let it go. You know, just let it go. It's fine. It's not a big deal. And now, that person has taken up way too much time in my brain space and I should have oh, just no. listened to my gut instincts the entire time. With the bad so advice. once again, Aaron coming through with like what <laughs> He you really know, he was. tries to yeah. be a good person and he has literally never he has never burned a bridge in his entire life. So he doesn't understand that that's a fun thing to do right. for some people like me. You know, lighten up fires as I cross them. I'm not trying to spend all my weekends um, fixing these bridges, though. So I'm happy to burn all the bridges (laughs) because I'm not trying to fucking keep up on the up on the upkeep with them. It's just tiring. I have things to do on the weekend. (laughs) So I remember one time I was. texting you Kai and I was like and it was in relation to this person that I was having feelings about and I was like this this and this and this and you you wrote me back and you're like Allison like are you really trying to have a conversation about this right now I'm kind of busy I need to hit you back in a while. <laughs> truth right Jeez. and I was like I was like that was totally fair Hit me back when you can have an hour to sit on the couch and we can go back and forth and text. You were probably hounding me about not replying back to you. You know, you I, absolutely. I just like an immediate response. Um, okay, so my 
nowhere. Good intentions lead to nowhere. Um, Go ahead. So I had my first yoga photo shoot when I was living in Los Angeles. Okay. And, um, I just, you know, this was like before yoga was like really big. This is before anyone was like really doing yoga pictures. So I thought I was on the cutting edge of some shit. Right. And so my girl, Crystal, um, was a photographer and she, she did these pictures for me. And, uh, not it wasn't hers. My other friend suggested that I was looking a little pale, so that I needed to suntan um, before this photo oh my shoot. God, please tell right? me it was like Ross. And so I was like, okay, that's fine, you know. So <laughs> I went and I got into um, what do they call it? A booth, a suntanning booth, whatever it is, and. It was only like uh-huh. 15 minutes, I swear to God. But when I came out of that booth, I was a lobster. I was so red and burnt. And when we did our shoot, I was convinced and I was right that we would have to retouch the pictures and make myself look less red. Um, so you can actually tell this, there's one picture of me where I'm in a pose where my skin is really dark, but like my underarms and armpits are like white as fuck. <laughs> so I've always noticed that it's, uh, it's ridiculous and funny and, uh, bad advice or it was um, bad execution on my end, you know, like I, I should have maybe just gone for two minutes and not 15 that first time. First of all, we all <laughs> want to see evidence of these photos. Please post them. Second of all, so you were getting in those things where you yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. coffin, exactly. where you like close the lid on yourself. Yeah. Oh man. I was oh really happy God, for a no. Ross type. I think that was like with the that was like ten years down the road. <laughs> no, this is like laying in the bed, <laughs> getting roasted by those like crazy ass lights. Dude, you know I've Ever? never done that. I'm scared of those things. I always have friends that like, oh, oh I'm going to Mexico. I need to go and like get my base tan down. I'm like, okay, whatever that means. <laughs> And they go to like a tanning bed. Tanning um, bed. That's yeah, what it is. I've I've definitely heard it. <laughs> yes. And um, well, I'm glad. I've hopefully that was never, the first and last never time done you did that. Again. Those rays are bad for you. <laughs> okay, good. Um, the next one is just like totally unsolicited parenting advice that I get from here, there. <laughs> everywhere everyone under the moon thinks that you that they know how to raise their child better than you and I don't I don't really have like a specific one um but immediately after Charlotte was born I guess maybe this is this is specific but after Charlotte was born and I was like just in the throes of being overwhelmed and no sleep and figuring out like a new life with another person in it. Everybody was just like, enjoy every moment, enjoy every moment. You're never going to get this time back. And that was 
honestly like very hard to hear because right. I was not enjoying every minute. <laughs> I was like, it just, I was like, what? And then it made mm-hmm. me feel like something was wrong with me. I was like, honestly, I was like, I'm not enjoying every minute. Um, all jokes aside, I was like, is something wrong with me that I feel like this is kind of terrible. And it finally took like opening up to some other friends of mine, shout out Amber in Columbia, South Carolina, who doesn't listen to the pod, but she had had a baby a few weeks before I had Charlotte. And I was just like, yo, how are you doing? Cause I'm having a hard time. She was like, I'm having a hard time. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, finally, like I understand, you know, I'm able to hear somebody else mm-hmm. that's feeling the same way as I am. But I think, the thing about it is like, cause it's mostly older, older people that are telling, when I say older, right. people that are now grandparents age, right. That are telling me that enjoy every minute, time flies, blah, blah, blah. And 100%. I honestly think that Absolutely. they just forget how hard it is. They just like yeah. chose to forget, just remember like, um, all the good stuff, but which isn't th- terrible, but at the same time, it's not realistic. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. Right. And it, and, um, so now whenever, you know, somebody's getting pregnant right after they have the baby or whatever, whatever, I, I don't offer any <laughs> advice, literally nothing. I don't say, mm-hmm. you know, I say congratulations if, you know, for being uh-huh. pregnant, but I don't say anything else because I, to me, there's like right. no right thing to say, right? Because you don't want right, to be exactly. like, brace yourself, right? <laughs> Hold because on, motherfucker. That's negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, I just, and that's what I want to tell everybody in regards to parenting, just don't offer advice yeah. unless somebody asks for it because 99% of the time, I mean, and there are some terrible mothers out there, but I would say 90, I'll say 90% instead of 99, 90% the mother knows mm. innately sure. what their child needs. You know what I'm saying? Like to whatever advice you want to give, like most of the time people give right. me advice and I let it go in one ear and out the other because Charlotte and I are like, bonded because she was inside of me. <laughs> I just know what she needs. She was what inside of think, me and not though, in a good about, way. Like, if someone says to you, well, what worked for me was blah, blah, blah. Don't you think it's, that's what I mean. And Every I, and situation I think that, is like, different. If you present it that way, like, you know, well, this is what worked for me. It might not work for you, but maybe try it. Um, or do you think that that yeah. is just more noise that's like well there's like let me try that after you know advice piece number 562 <laughs> i mean again as long as like somebody's as asking yeah. for it that means they want to hear it right like if if you just walk up to me and charlotte's having a tipper tantrum and you mm. give me advice then i just want to punch you in the face yeah you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> um, okay, so my last one is State Fair Haunted House. I would say I was maybe 11 years old. Mm. I was not into 
anything horror related. I was a big scaredy cat. And horror. Horror, <laughs> not horror. I've always been into the <laughs> other kind of horror situation because I am one. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But <laughs> there was a haunted house at the Minnesota State Fair. And I remember it was a crazy, crazy hot day. We went with my neighbors to the state fair and they knew it was, uh, the neighbor Corey and my brother Nin. And they knew that I was deathly afraid of like the Freddy Krueger and Jason. And I, I was not into it. And the neighbor boy, Corey was like, this will be great because you'll face your fear. You'll see them. You'll get over it. You'll, you'll see that it's fake. And then you'll be, you'll be good to go. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Right. So I'm all of like 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. We walk into this haunted house. I see Freddy Krueger in this cage, like just slashing away with his like hand of knives and razors. And Elton, I screamed and cried so fast. So I was so scared. I was like, this is the real life Freddy Krueger in my space. I am losing my mind. It was the scariest thing ever. I was blood curdling scream coming out from my mouth. And like, I think that, that Corey and my brother knew it. So they, they, I was in the middle of them and they put their hands like to the side of me, like as a little protector because they could feel <laughs> how scared I was. It was not a good moment. And then, oh, and then we walked, we, like, we kept going, and then we saw Jason, and that was awful. It was just a terrible <laughs> experience. And I came out scared and crying, like bloodshot eyes. And the only thing that would calm me down was a big old bag of French fries at the state fair. <laughs> oh, hell like, yeah. Okay, I can calm down <laughs> enough to get some of these French fries down. <laughs> oh, Worst advice my ever. Gosh. Dude, have you, ever, have. have you gone back and to another course, one? Yes, it's ridiculous and it's fun. I was just not ready to consent back then. I just wasn't. It was scary. Yeah. That's funny. I, yeah, I can't go into. I, I can't even watch scary movies, so I, no, I can't go. But like into the those, ones at Disneyland, like those are actually like whimsical. You know, they're ghosts and stuff, but they're like fun ghosts. It's like Jack Skellington kind of situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, I have one more. Um, my last one here is when someone told me to invest literally all of my money, <laughs> like savings, stocks, bonds, I, which I don't, didn't even have. Cash in the mattress. <laughs> at the time. Into, yes, he was like, oops, I just gave it away <laughs> with a pronoun. They were like, put it all into uh-huh. Ethereum. He was like, trust me on this. Oops. They were like, trust me on this. Uh-huh. Trust me on this. And this is not Aaron. <laughs> FYI, I'm not dragging Aaron under the bus. Um, 
trust you on this, Allison. You're going to want to put all of your money. Which is like a cryptocurrency. First of all, I don't even understand Bitcoin. It is. It's a crypto. I don't. No, I don't, I don't get the mining what it is. To be honest I don't want to wear you. a hard hat with a light on it. I'm not mining no, for I'm anything. No, I'm so lost. Okay. So, like, if I have to do research on something on yeah. where to put my money, I don't want to put my money into it. <laughs> but anyway, so now, um, if I had put all of my money into Ethereum, Are you serious? I think I would have lost all my money. Because Ethereum, well, with this person, they put their money into it low. And then when it peaked, I'm pretty sure they were, they uh, took their okay. money out. So he, they actually made money. Um, but that's like a, that's just exactly. one of the, that's a roller coaster I don't want to ride because you mm-hmm. think that it's going to keep on climbing, right? And so how do you know when you're going to take it out? Because inherently, like I said at the very start, People right. are selfish. They're just trying to get that money. And then you don't know when to take it out. It's very confusing. So I think that was bad advice, especially for me. Because, like, I can't say how I feel about the government these days and our our government-backed securities. But it is what we right. use to exchange goods and services. So, like, and that's what a lot of people were pro Crypto is because they don't oh, trust I see. the government. However, mm-hmm. they don't trust like government-backed securities. But the thing is, you have to redeem that crypto for cash because you can't just, you know what I'm saying? You can't just give somebody right. a Bitcoin and exactly. be like, I want to pay for my I can't pay my rent this. with the crypto right now. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, in the end, it's all... The- I don't know. I mean, Everything's the only just smoke and financial risk I'm taking is buying a lottery ticket every three years. I'm good with that. You know? Uh-huh. I mean, exactly. that mega million. play until it reaches <laughs> at least two billion. That's my strategy. Because <laughs> 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 it's just not worth it. But, you know, anytime before that. Exactly. <laughs> All right, y'all. What is the worst <laughs> advice you've ever been given? I'd love to hear. You can redact names and yeah, well, tell cities us and all that re- stuff. Like, redact it, but in, I, the, in the email. But we want to know their full names and their full relationship with you. We won't tell anyone. I promise. <laughs> and their social security numbers. Yeah. Um, email us at the great podcast at gmail.com. We haven't thrown that out there in a while. Um, so I'll remind y'all of our email address, the great podcast at gmail. Um, hit us up with a review on the iTunes. Mm-hmm. And iTunes. tell all your friends. Tell your friends. Don't spread herpes yeah. like at Coachella. No one needs it. the great. <laughs> <laughs> We're on fire today. It's like the crotches at Coachella. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening, and we'll check in next time. Bye. All right, guys. Bye. <laughs>